0: Hi teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. You're listening to episode number 36, The Future of Online Learning with Debbie Cavalier of Berklee Online. I am so thrilled, teachers, to share an interview today with Debbie. She is the CEO of Berklee Online. Many of you know that I actually attended Berklee College of Music and I absolutely loved my time in Boston and the opportunity I had to study with some of the best musicians in the world. So you can imagine how thrilled I was when I was put in touch with Debbie and I just felt so honored that she agreed to come on to the podcast for an interview. Debbie has been at the forefront of integrating technology with music education since her career with Warner Brothers in the 1990s. She has written hundreds of method books and worked with music publishers around the world. Debbie was part of the leadership team that founded Berklee's online school 18 years ago. Berklee Online has been at the forefront of online education and is currently the world's largest online music school. In today's episode, we actually discuss the future of online learning for students and teachers. Debbie also shares insights on how to better improve the online learning experience for students so that you will have a better business and higher retention. Not only does Debbie have decades of experience in the online education world, but she honestly is one of the most genuine and kind people that I have ever met. Let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Debbie Cavalier of Berkeley Online. Hi, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the Teach Music Online podcast.
1: Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here. I'm really so happy.
0: We're going to jump right in. You you have spent years, decades, working with publishing companies, writing music, composing, performing. And one thing that I found so fascinating was your passion for technology going, I mean, way back to the 90s, even. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Warner Brothers? And what inspired you to integrate technology, even even back then with their method books?
1: Sure. Well, you know, like you, I went to Berkeley College of Music, and I learned a lot about music technology there, and really got bitten by the bug for music technology and synthesizers and all of that. Um, I was a music educator in the late '80s and early '90s, classroom music primarily, but also choral. And my students started coming into school with their little—they were new at the time—small keyboards, and saying, "Can we use these in class?" Uh, so I had a you know traditional ORF classroom where we play different parts on ORF instruments and do lots of mute movement and singing, and we started incorporating the keyboards and um, it was a big hit and it added so much to the sound. I even started a keyboard club after school with these new uh, instruments. And while I was teaching, my uncle, who uh, many of you may know, the late Sandy Feldstein, who was a, a guru in music education publishing. He was the president of C- uh, CPP Bellwin at the time. CPP Bellwin was bought by Warner Brothers. And he saw what I was doing in the classroom and asked if I'd be willing to leave the classroom and join Warner Brothers, which I did. Worked for him. Um, he was the CEO of Warner Brothers Publications. And I was talking to him about how much I enjoyed you know, the technology. In fact, he and I did a book series called um, Keyboards and General Music to help other music educators learn how to incorporate keyboards and technology into the classroom. that was pretty successful. So I came on board to manage to be the managing editor for music education resources. And Sandy was a a huge support of the idea of adding technology to method books. And, um, you know, we were some of the first, we were the first to start incorporating MIDI files, play along MIDI files, um, which really, it's great for students to hear a backup band while they're performing, but to also be able to adjust the tempo and the arrangement. Uh, just made it more interactive and and fun. So I think technology adds so much to the learning process.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine introducing that to. I'm just thinking about all your coworkers and the staff and the board and you know these new ideas that were so yeah so new and different. Did you ever feel like you had to convince people that this was the way you should go because of traditional thinking?
1: Yes, there was a lot of resistance, especially from folks who were real traditionalists with method books and the way they grew up doing it. And I remember coming in with MIDI files that I created saying, listen to this, don't you think this would be a great thing to add? And uh, slowly winning the hearts and minds of of, other, of the piano ed- editors at Warner Brothers uh, slowly. But it was early days for that kind of thing. And, um, and now it's ubiquitous.
0: So your experience at Warner Brothers clearly prepared you for starting berkeley was it berkeley press that you've you was your transition into berkeley
1: so while i was at warner brothers publications i learned that my alma mater which i missed very much berkeley <laughs> was looking for a managing editor for berkeley press berkeley press had been around since the 50s and 60s berkeley's always been about packaging up curriculum and making it available to the world for people who can't come to boston and be on the campus. Um, so. I left Warner Brothers to be the managing editor for Berkeley Press in 1998.
0: Currently, you are the CEO of Berkeley Online. Tell us a little bit about the 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 philosophy of Berkeley Online. You kind of mentioned it a minute ago, and you know the idea you want to package things and send them out to the world. Can you share with us a little bit about how it got started, and then what are some of the philosophies of Berkeley Online? That's a great question. So back in 2000, part of the
1: strategic planning process at Berkeley uh, included, let's start an online school in the next five years. And the team at Berkeley Press, um, myself and and a couple of others put together a business plan that was approved by the board. And we received funding, quite a bit of funding to start the online school. But I should tell you, there's a little bit of history here. Back in the 60s and 70s, Berkeley had a correspondence course through the mail, 26 lessons that were sent one by one. Student, yeah, and you should hear the graduates of or the alumni of that program include um, Alf Clausen, who wrote the music for The Simpsons for many, many years. Gary Burton, who is a you know 15-time Grammy Award winner and was a leader at Berkeley for many years. Uh, the list goes on and on of who went through that correspondence course. So starting an online school was really taking that distance learning program and putting it on the internet. Um, so we started. In 2001, so we're in our 20th year. I'm one of the co-founders, and it's been amazing and just a, a wonderful experience.
0: How I well clearly, there's been a lot of changes over the years as technology has evolved. What are some of the those biggest changes as that you've seen as Berkeley has been the leading the leading school in the industry with innovation and integrating all of the online tools.
1: Sure. So when we started, people were still on dial-up modems, and uh, it was early days for the internet. So we always proceeded with a philosophy that we wanted an excellent experience for our students, no matter their connection. So we always built for the lowest common denominator connection speed so that everybody would have a good experience. So our early courses really were very text-based, Um, and some audio. Back then, you couldn't have video that was bigger than the size of a postage stamp. Otherwise, it would, you know, choke along uh, trying to play. And now it's just the courses are just beautiful. And I should tell you that we've got courses, certificate programs, full degree programs, bachelor's and master's all online. And we have a 97% student satisfaction rate. We've won lots of awards. It's really high quality.
0: It's so exciting to know that what you're doing, what you've created, and what your teachers and instructors are doing are changing lives. They're changing the future of students around the world, and that is just one of the most, it has to be one of the most exciting things to be a part of, to have really no boundaries in who you can reach.
1: Oh, the stories are just heartwarming, Carly. We've had soldiers in Iraq who t- tell us that's the only thing that keeps them going is that they can continue with their online studies with Berkeley. Um, I have students right now in my music theory course who are um, Broadway stars who just aren't working right now and turning to education to retool, wanting to become music educators themselves. Um, there's just so many wonderful stories of how transformative online learning can be.
0: It's such a great thing for music, too, because as musicians, our, I know my experience at Berkeley, which I am so grateful that I was able to attend and finish, and, but it was a little bit of back and forth. I would leave for a little bit of time to go study somewhere else or to go on a study ab- abroad or to travel and then come back. And so now the accessibility makes it possible for students not to just have to stop, but they can continue. That's so great.
1: It's so true, Carly. I'm glad you brought that up because we have quite a few people now who are completing their degrees with Berkeley online um, because they left when they were students, either the, the big career opportunity hit and they went on the road with a famous band or, or financial challenges that happens too. And we have hundreds of people who are completing their degree now with Berkeley online.
0: There are a lot of teachers right now. And I work with music teachers of all kinds. So guitar teachers, piano teachers, Um, teachers who teach composition and theory. And a common question or I guess stress right now is the worry of what happens post-pandemic when students can now go back to in-person or any teacher. And a lot of these teachers, they they want to stay online. They love the experience. They love the flexibility. I think you are the right person to ask, (laughs) what is your opinion or um, excitement for the future of online learning, -learning. e-learning?
1: yes, I think we have reached a really important point where people were forced into the modality. They realize now that it really works and they're finding ways to keep it going even though life is starting to return to normal for many folks. Uh, I have a number of music theory 101 students who are back to gigging and have said to me, I'm I'm gonna keep doing this even when I'm on the road. I I see now that I can continue my education online. I think the key is that that online education experience has to be the highest possible quality. And I know that hasn't been everybody's experience when you go from the classroom to that just in time remote learning where you're just looking at your teacher in their living room uh, for some course, uh, I'm not talking about private lessons right now, but other courses. So as long as the experience has been positive, I think it will continue and the convenience is just second to none. And our online teachers tell us all the time that they feel they get to know our students better in the online format, but you don't have that situation where one student takes over and is the, you know, gets all the attention. There, there are a lot of benefits.
0: Every week inside the Teach Music Online membership, we host a weekly discussion. And this last week, I asked teachers to share their best marketing tool in getting new students to join for online lessons. Well, as you can imagine, we've had dozens of teachers who are in the membership who have shared some of their best marketing strategies for getting new students online, and it's just so fun. It's fun to see all of the different teachers and what has worked best for them, and I wanted to share what this teacher said specifically about how she's getting new students. So she said, the short 15-minute online trial, share screen and engage, teach one quick concept, show my second camera angle, offer three openings. So she's using urgency here. Then follow up with a thank you email, a template of course, which includes studio registration and policies. And then she said, three days to hold your spot. All this, by the way, I learned in TMO. Thank you, Carly. I wanted to mention this because I think we can learn from her comment on some great marketing ideas for getting students into your studio. Of course a 15 minute trial is fantastic but also when she mentioned offering three openings so give them a specific day and time when the student can choose to be in your studio. Follow up with an email template which includes your registration form and policies and then tell them that you're, you're going to hold a spot for them for three days. And she did mention she learned all this inside the membership, which is true. I teach you exactly how to do this, how to do trial lessons, how to onboard students, how to create urgency. And I give you templates for doing all of them so that you don't have to create it all on your own because I know your time is precious. There were a lot of really great comments on this discussion of the week. A lot of teachers said that word of mouth has been great for them, and a lot of other teachers have been talking about getting reviews on their Facebook pages, on their websites, on Google, has helped increase um, traffic to their websites, which is going to increase overall inquiries for your studio. Okay, let's dive back into this amazing discussion with Debbie. There are a lot of teachers who hope to incorporate more. Okay, so when the pandemic hit, they switched online. And like you said, they kind of just um, did with what they had. And something that I am trying to teach teachers is that we have to pivot and create a studio that's rich, that is utilizing anything that we can that can help the student because our students are very digital and they're very modern. And for the traditional teacher who may ignore those things or think, no, I can just keep teaching the same way, they hit roadblocks and they might lose students versus the teacher who is using apps and composition programs. How do your teachers instruct song? We could talk about songwriting or composition because those are both subjects that i know piano teachers are really wanting to do more of
1: yeah so berkeley online uses um, an an online learning platform that we built and if if you take a look at our sample courses you'll see that and the learning platform provides us with a, a format where we can have text and musical examples and scores and everything flows you know, from the learning objectives right on through the topics, discussion questions, um, activities, and finally an assignment. So there are resources built in that our instructional design team, which is fantastic, has put together with the course author. So whatever the given course is, let's say it's a film scoring course, that course author is paired with an instructional designer and they spend the better part of a year together developing the content, um, shooting video, Having animations created, it's a very media-rich. I think a piano teacher who doesn't have access to a platform like that can recreate that experience by leveraging the tools that you mentioned: flashcards and the whiteboards and the magnetic boards and um, playing games, you know, together. Um, passing the pen in in the Zoom class and, and writing the chords together, you know, um, I think all of that, all that we've created and in Berkeley Online's learning environment, can be reconstructed in a private lesson setting. Um, The more varied you can be, the better. And I listened to some of your podcasts. I love the idea of incorporating movement as well to the lessons.
0: You have also been able to instruct for some of Berkeley's online courses. Can you tell us a little bit about which courses you've instructed and what you enjoyed about them?
1: Yes. I've been teaching Music Theory 101. Uh, it's, It's a course that we have tremendous demand for, and I find it's really helpful for me to be in our learning environment to see what the student experience is like, the teacher experience, and um, it's a great thing. I love teaching. I always have, Um, and it's been so interesting for me to see how students are applying what they're learning. I mean, in Music Theory 101, it's a contemporary approach to music theory. It's the kind of music theory that you and I learned at at Berkeley. So we have a lot of teachers in that class who came up through the conservatory model or the more traditional way of learning theory. Um, But the course goes from week one where you're just learning rhythms and notes and then intervals and chords and scales, major, minor. Before you know it, they're voice leading seventh chords. And um, I I tell them they, they go from caterpillars to butterflies in this course. And the last part of Music Theory 101 is they actually write their own composition. We put some guardrails around it, but It's wonderful to see, and the best part, I think, is is hearing and seeing how they're applying these new concepts to their own music. I had one student recently who said she plays uh, organ for her church choir, and the uh, director was saying, can you move the chords without jumping around so much? And she knew right away that he meant voice leading, and she incorporated some of that. And also hearing students talk about how they're incorporating new kinds of chord progressions into their songs. It's It's just uh, seeing the practical application is very rewarding.
0: As you were talking, I was just remembering my experience at Berkeley and how when you go through a course, your eyes are open in so many ways to how you can be a better musician yourself, be a better teacher. And it's just so it's so valuable. And I think as teachers, we forget what we're providing for students. We are introducing them to this endless world of learning and experience and it's so exciting that, that those who are listening, are they're in that right now. And I like to remind teachers that, you know, it can the business side of things can feel hard or overwhelming and we, we get down when we lose a student. Um, but what we're providing is so is so priceless, and so important. Um, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, on how to r- help teachers remember what they're giving. You know, and you, I'm sure you do this for your instructors as well, as they develop these courses. What they give is so meaningful and powerful. It really is. It's
1: transformative. It's life changing. And you know, you, your membership, your teachers. Are providing such an incredible service, especially during these times I'm, I'm sure that the piano lessons that the students get to tune into now are it's just a bright light in their world. And uh, the access that they're able to provide by doing it online is just opening up opportunities for so many more people. Um, I, I, there's a, I have a big place in my heart for, for music teachers, piano teachers and, and it's hard, but so rewarding. I taught piano for many years. I'm just starting to get back to it with a, a little cousin of mine. And um, yeah, it's it's such important work.
0: What have you seen the shift since, since COVID hit um, and the growth in those that have been interested in online previously to now? What does that growth curve, what does it look like for online for Berkeley?
1: <laughs> for Berkeley, it's been incredible. And we've pretty much doubled our enrollment online in the past year. Yeah, um, it's it's incredible. And and it's not stopping. So we're right now enrolling for a semester that begins in, in April. And uh, last April, we were already impacted by the current climate of, of COVID. And this April, it's 50% higher than last April. So I think people are really seeing the value of learning music online and continuing with it and I think word of mouth is really spreading. Um, yeah, I think it's here to stay. I really do. I think when when folks get back to a normal life, they're gonna they'll, they'll remember how they were able to fit this in. As I said, we've been hearing that anecdotally, but um, it's it's really powerful.
0: For teachers, for all of you listening, I want you to remember too that as as the world progresses in the technology world, um, to not be scared of it. You know, I think I work with a lot of teachers who have made incredible changes and have modernized their studios and I'm so impressed. Then there are the few who don't want to change yet and I can I can understand it. You know, they didn't even own a computer pre-COVID. But it is it's so rewarding to learn and then to be able to connect with your students in a new way in this digital way. And I think Berkeley Online is the best example of like you said creating a platform where it is an experience and while we don't have production teams creating you know content for us teachers can still have a very media rich um experience for their students
1: absolutely and i think you know i would encourage your members to to ask for help either with each other and i think they're already doing that but also with students you know My uncle Sandy Feldstein used to say, if you can't get the technology to work, find a 10 year old, find a 12 year old and (laughs) (laughs) you'll have it fixed in no time. Um, I think, you know, and and just acknowledging with your students that things can and will go wrong with the technology, but we'll just have fun with it, see if we can puzzle it out. But I think it's worth the trial and error. It, It can take things to a new level.
0: Berkeley Online is providing a discount for the teachers of Teach Music Online. Can you share with us a little bit about that discount?
1: Sure. So we've got, you know, 250 plus online courses at Berkeley Online. They're available for credit. You can earn three college credits or not for credit. It's the same educational experience, a 12-week course. And we're offering a 10% discount to your members for their first Berkeley Online course. And there's a special page set up for that. It's online.berkeley.com edu forward slash teach music online and i should point out that berkeley is spelled b-e-r-k-l-e-e and fun fact it's named after the founder's son lee burke so that's a good way to remember how to spell it berkeley not like the california berkeley
0: yes and i've realized that recently because my mom is actually friends with susan and lee burke and i said oh his name is lee burke <laughs> <laughs> I never realized,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, people love learning that that story, yeah,
0: I also I also want to mention that you have a lot of resources online for other things you're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about the music that you've created for kids because that's a resource that I think a lot of teachers will be interested in.
1: Oh, thank you, Carly. Well, as my career went into publishing and and uh, now online learning, I got pulled away from day-to-day working with children, which is my first love. So I started writing music for children and and doing concerts at libraries and then small theaters. So I've got a band called Debbie and Friends and we do music concerts for families with preschoolers, early elementary, and we've got a website that's had nearly 20 million views. Um, We've created cartoon music video versions of our songs. And I think the reason we have so many views, I know the reason we have so many views is I've written a lot of songs about stories that children know. So the Song of the Three Little Pigs and the Song of Goldilocks. And parents are online on YouTube looking for those stories and stumble upon our our music. So, um, and we've done some live shows too during COVID to help out with, uh, with families during that this challenging time. So if you get a chance, just search for Debbie and Friends and hopefully you'll enjoy the music. Okay. not
0: enough. Oh, go ahead.
1: I, I should say, hopefully your whole family will enjoy the music
0: there's really not enough good, I think, children's music out there. There's always a need for positive music that we can play in our homes that our, that our children will love. So I will be playing it for my two and four year old Uh, on their little speaker in their room while they play. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Debbie, for your time. I hope teachers, those of you who have been able to listen have been inspired by by your commitment to give back, to be innovative and to be modern, because it, it can feel sometimes isolating that you know we have this passion for music and this passion maybe for technology as well, but we work in these little circles of our communities. But teachers, it's so much bigger than that. And even the one student you can reach, and I was so touched to hear, Debbie, that you're going to start teaching this five-year-old because it shows me that you, really value that still, you know, you are, you are passionate about music and passionate about giving back. So thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you
1: so much, Carly. Thank you for having me. And and thank you to your membership for, for listening and for the great work that you all do.
0: Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.